Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. By this we know love. Those words should make our ears perk up. Love. Love. Isn't it what we all want? Isn't love what we all need? Believe it or not, in one way or another, everybody loves. Everybody does. Even the worst people in history loved. But here's the thing. When we are left on our own, most of the time the object of love is the self. When we do love something, when we're loving the self, when we love something else or someone else, it is generally because of the love of the pleasure that it brings to ourselves, whom we love the most. When we hate someone or something, then it's generally because they are a threat to the self, whom we love above all things. But if the love of self really love at all. The Apostle John writes in 1 John chapter 3, 11 through 12, For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder? Because his own deeds were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Cain loved. He did love. But the object of his love was Cain. His brother received recognition from God, and out of jealousy and love for himself, Cain killed his brother. His love of self, it manifested itself, it showed itself as hate towards Abel. The message that we heard from the beginning is that we should love one another, but we don't, do we? Another example of failed human love comes from Jesus, who described religious leaders. Their true love is not those in, in their charge, but rather themselves as well. Jesus teaches, as we read today, he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and he doesn't care for the sheep. Remember, the message that we heard from the beginning is that we should love one another. But we don't. The law proves over and over again that we are more like Cain, we are more like the religious leaders that, that Jesus described. We're more like those people than we would like to admit. And if we're honest, what did love of self, what did it do for Cain? What did love of self do for those false teachers? Well, 
We saw it led Cain to murder his brother. And then it led to a fear of God that saw no hope when it looked at God. It led to lonely exile and it led to rejection from others. And where did that love of self lead those religious leaders? Well, it led them to fear of enemies. And their actions were no longer for the purposes of helping the church. Their actions were led to self, out of self-preservation. Their love of self also led to fear of God without hope. And it led to self-imposed exile. You see, the love of self, even though we're told that that's the greatest love of all in uh, certain pop songs, I really just dated myself big time there. <laughs> but uh, I think, when did Whitney sing that? I, the 80s or early 90s? Anyway, sorry for, for that. But <laughs> the greatest love of self is, the greatest love of all is not the love of self. Love of self does no good, no good for anyone, not even the self. We need something else. The message of Easter, it reveals a different kind of love. It is a love that has the other, the other as the object of its affections. It is a love that lays down one's life for the other. And get this, it is a love that is confident. It is a love that is unafraid because this love lacks nothing. It is not motivated, motivated by fear of loss, but rather this love recognizes that everything is his. And so he freely gives. Contrasting self-love with the love that we learned from God, John writes this, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. This is really something if you think about it. People tell us, they, they, they tell us all the time that if we're to know love from somebody else, it's because we've got to earn it. People tell us that we have to earn their respect. We understand that we have to earn a paycheck. When people tell us they love us, it's often followed by words like this, because. And that word is usually followed by something we did. For example, I love you so much because you're always there for me. Or, I love you so much because when everybody else went away, you are such a good friend. And that's not wrong. That's not wrong. When we hear those words, we feel good, don't we? Because we brought something good to somebody else's life. And that feels good. But John is not talking about a love that we know because we earned it. Did we deserve to have God lay down his life for us? 
No. Did we deserve to have God come to rescue us? No. No, the love that we know is far different from any other love. The Bible says that this love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been freely given to us. While we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. God shows his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God shows his love in that while we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. That is love. Over and over again, Jesus talks about loving your enemies as yourself. Jesus gives his love willingly. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. Jesus laid down his life and took it up again. This is the message, this is the message of Easter and it is by this that we know love. You tend to fear sometimes I think and I think uh, we're getting more and more uh, like this uh, but I think we tend to fear that if somebody knew this about me they wouldn't love me anymore if somebody knew that that thought came across my mind they wouldn't love me anymore but the Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. In the next verse it says, For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but in order that the world should be saved through him. He knows where you've been. He knows what you've thought. He knows, to put it in the plainest terms, what a pill you've been. <laughs> and yet, he comes to give himself for you. That's where you know love. We receive and know this love every time we gather around our good shepherd in word and sacrament. And Jesus, our good shepherd, says, take and eat, take and drink. This is me. I'm here for you. Here Jesus gives you his love. Here is where you receive it. His love which was poured out on us generously in our baptism continues to be received in the supper, in the ear. And moreover, all of this is made possible because he laid down his life for the sheep. The wolf, death itself, demanded demanded that death be paid for, that our sin be paid for. 
And what is the penalty? What is the wage of our sin? It is death. And the demand has to be met. The good shepherd stands between us and the, and the devil's accounting. And he says, I will lay down my life that they may live. It's who he is. He's love in the flesh. Love incarnate. And John lets us know that this love, it cannot be contained by those who receive it. If a person receives Jesus' love, he must love others. David put it this way, You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup, it overflows. We could put it this way, You prepare for me the table of the Lord's Supper. You have anointed my head with the water of holy baptism. Your love for me cannot help but overflow to others. Of course, this does not mean that you will be sinless. It does not mean that there will not be times when you don't act like Cain or the false teachers. I want you to know that. And no one should look at his own actions to assure, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I compared my, myself with Pastor DeBlick and I'm, I'm on a good track. <laughs> nobody, nobody should say anything like that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> The, the truth of the matter is, is that we all, we all sin. And we continue to sin. Even though we have received this love. But, if I do notice that I am not le- letting God's love have its way with me. And I notice that my love for others is failing. Then what do I do? I return to God's love in Christ for me. For that is where I know love. And that is where I find the source of my love for others. It is because Jesus laid down his life for me that I have the ability to do anything remotely appearing as love for other people. In 1 John 3.23, the apostle writes, And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. And as Lutherans, we've always understood this. We've always understood that obedience to this, this command of loving others as ourselves, we've always understood that even this command begins with the Father's love for us in Jesus. Jesus is the one who united himself to us in baptism, and thereby, in that baptism, Romans 6 says that you were buried with Jesus, so that just as he was buried into death, we might rise again to new life. And do you know what the greatest act of love that has ever happened to this world 
God dying for enemies. He did not have to. God did not have to take one slap on the face. God did not have to take the mocking of the soldiers. Why did he do it all? He loves you. He loves you. And that love, it changes us. After the Lord's Supper, we often pray this. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift. And what is that? That's the word and sacrament that we've gathered around. And we implore you, that's Jesus that we've gathered around. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same. Strengthen us through, through your love in Christ for us. Strengthen us in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. And we pray this through Jesus Christ, your son. You see, we understand that we should love one another. We should. And in this prayer, we recognize that the source of this love is for this love for others and the source of our faith in God itself begins with knowing Jesus' love for us. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.